T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. Did you miss us? Most likely. I'm really interested to see what the numbers did yesterday because we all know that the Playmakers were a late scratch. We apologize. Hey, sometimes sickness happens. Things happen in life. Yes. As you can tell by my voice, I'm not at 100%, but you know what? These lungs are going to power through today. These lungs are here to provide the sports and entertainment content that this city and community deserves. And to help me deliver that is Adrian Hernandez across the glass. Hi, that's me. SU. And uh, in studio, as he sometimes is, depending on his schedule, Dominic Lavoie of said Las Vegas local community. Yes, welcome. I think that's me. Thank you. Hey, welcome. Happy to have you back. And uh, what a day we missed yesterday to, to, to take a day off. I'm feeling refreshed. I, I had the show planned before 10 a.m. today. <laughs> uh, and it, it was we, there was a lot of stuff coming down yesterday. And it's just there's something about disrupting your routine, whether it's because you want to or not. And then there's just something about um, taking a break. And so I'm really excited to get into the show because I think it's an action-packed program for everyone because there was so much going on. And then I think we didn't get to talk on the radio for to, for a day. So there's a lot built up. Yeah, and then everything, make I mean, even now with a lot of these NFL free agency things. Also so there's, that. There's a whole bunch. It's yes. the world of sports, and that's why we're here, yes. right? And all hands on deck, we need Dominic here because mm-hmm. we just, we need to make sure we come correct as Your we close out the Your headphone setup week. doesn't make sense. Adrian's Not headphone setup makes more sense, and that's saying something. <laughs> well, because his headphones, because they're sideways? Yeah, it's because, like, all of these headphones that are in here are, like, plugged in permanently except he's sitting in the wrong chair and the wrong mic for those headphones <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't make sense in here because technically like this isn't our studio even though we're the only ones that use it see how that it's funny yeah. how that works right it is funny how that works and how it works when you do happen to take a day off not only does baseball come back you have like the the meeting of the most petty two basketball teams of all time you have jack eichel making the most anticlimactic <laughs> debut or reintroduction to uh buffalo last night homecoming vibes a bad homecoming vibe <laughs> my senior year somebody homecoming. got ditched before we got to the dance part Ouch, it happened to somebody us all. thought we were going to be together forever and then we saw them making out with somebody else in the a classic meredith petsky <laughs> moment uh, just the worst but also the best because it's also kind of um it feels good on the inside to see like Alex Tuck and, and Peyton Krebs do what they do last night. Like there is for as as big of a catharsis and cultural win it was for Buffalo last night, I feel like at very small level that all Gold Knights fans are like, Okay, now we're here. Yeah. <laughs> we, 
we're like welcoming this type of uh, this type of descent into just bad hockey. We'll get plenty into that with the show. We're gonna revisit our Pokemon battle segment because we have three people in here, so that means we have enough resources here to. Uh, for me to judge both of you guys. And so that's going to be kicking off the our second hour. We have a really great interview, as always, uh, with Mari Brown to update us on the CBA negotiations that have been completed for baseball, kind of get all the nuts and bolts from that, what he thinks were the biggest concessions on both sides, and some actual positivity around the game of baseball. Who knew? I'm excited. I'm very excited as well. And then to wrap up our show, we'll do some hockey talk because Vegas will be playing the Pittsburgh Penguins in progress. I'm sure it's going to be going super well. Mm-hmm. At least the Penguins are coming off of two straight losses, and they tend to do things in bunches of three or four. Are we? Um, we're a little bit more inconsistent than that. Okay, okay. Even our failures are inconsistent, but sometimes <laughs> there is an element of advantage with that. Sometimes there is, but we're still searching for it. It will reveal our itself one way or another. So let's get things started, shall we? It's time. It is time. Oh, jeez. Here's the button. Ta-da, ta-da, ta-da. Well, Why do I have four mice in front of can me? Can of corn, can of whoop-ass, can of worms. <laughs> Either way, we have to get more than one opener over to you, Adrian, because there's just too much damn things going on over there. And I was reading this really, it was almost a love letter to uh, Kevin Garnett today on The Athletic. It was an article by Jay King, and detailing some stories from his teammates and people that he worked with during his time at the Boston Celtics. And as a diehard Kevin Garnett fan, like I will never forget the one time I went to a Timberwolves game with my youth church group. We were in the upper rafters and they let us come down. The classic field trip. Obviously this is like a Wednesday night game matinee. And that doesn't even make sense. Wednesday night game matinee. (laughs) And they brought us down to the floor and I got to high five Kevin Garnett. I literally didn't wash my hands for, like, days. I bought a 21 necklace. It was devastating when he went to Boston, but not really because my fandom went with him. And so— Your first sports love, like your first superstar that you attach yourself to. He was the only Minnesota superstar we had because at that point, I mean, the Wild were barely a thing. Yeah, I I love Torrey Hunter, but I love, like, Christian Guzman. I love Jacques Jones. Jacques Jones! Oh, yeah, we can go the deepest of dives. You don't even know what kind of encyclopedic (laughs) knowledge is in this cranium of mine. Shout out to Jacques Jones. But just some of the stories about the intensity that is KG. I mean— Dominic, have you heard about Kevin Garnett and just like the way he used to conduct business? Because you are you are a fetus. Yeah, I'm, I was a Celtics fan too. So. Oh, that's right. You're from the Boston area. Yeah, I forget so. that. It's, that stench isn't isn't uh, <laughs> wafting from you as strongly today as you're wearing an Orioles jersey. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the jersey's sick. So oh, it is I, I'm rocking with it. Yeah, it's it's an interesting. I don't easy over there. You're in a different <laughs> stuff every time, and I'm wearing a King shirt right now, so it's all right. But. Yeah, I mean, he's always been super intense. I mean, I used to play basketball when I was younger, and I used to always mimic his chest beating, too. Hell yeah. And, like, his little, like, stanchion headbang and all of that. I used yeah. to love it. He made um, Glenn Davis cry on the bench, I think, a handful of times. So yep. I've heard so many stories, and I just love how intense he is. It's just – it was amazing to grow up He on. was never afraid to MF anyone and never afraid to be confrontational to anyone at any age. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's this story uh, – this little excerpt from this story that says – the intensity with him was not just on the court. He was pretty much like that all the time. I remember when my son was at the practice facility, he was one year old. KG said, can I hold him? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I picked him up, and he was holding him. And my son, Jameson, he's just staring at him. So KG starts yelling at him like, what? You scared of me? So I was like, hey, can I get him back? Like, Can you imagine KG just face-to-face with the baby be like, you're scared of this? 
Why aren't you smiling? <laughs> right? Or or how he didn't talk to his uh, one of his equipment managers for days because he didn't put the water and the Gatorade in his hands at the right time when he arrived at the bench because he was that type of routine guy. Oh, brother. Like, I'm sitting here reading this article because last night I was watching the absolute dumpster fire that was the Golden Knights-Sabers game, unlike everyone else in America that was watching 76ers Brooklyn Nets. Agent, I know you were watching that. What were you watching, Dominic? Um, I was at my best friend's house for dinner, but I was following the Golden Knights game. That is a smarter solution to all of, all of our problems. You, it's <laughs> yeah. called don't watch sports. Excellent point. <laughs> and I, I know what went down in my neck of the woods. I've, I've heard about what was going down last night, but when I, as I was reading this article at like 6 in the morning because I was just ready to go about the sports, I'm like, what would Kevin Garnett think or say or feel about last night's game? Because it's not just the personalities, it's the pettiness. You know, I, I just, we, we like to associate the word soft with a lot of competitors these days. And I hate that labeling because it, I think it insinuates more negative connotation towards something that has nothing to do with a lot of what their personalities is showing. But I will say, the fire and the hunger to compete is very rare, at least at the levels that we've seen with Kevin. And Kevin's a singular person. But we know that a lot more people were okay with what Kevin was doing or kind of picked up where he was putting down because they understood that that's what was needed to find success. Now, there's more than one way to success, as we know. But sometimes you have to drink from the hose at full blast and get yourself sprayed in the, in the middle of it because you're not awake right now. And so, Adrian, I'm going to pose that question to you first. Be like, would Kevin even show up to that game? Do you think? A hundred percent. I do want to give you guys some pushback because I know you got some Minnesota love. You got some Boston love. Mm -hmm. A lot of people in the NBA in the circles have said that KG is fake tough in certain situations with confrontations with other teams. Despite that, this is what KG lives for. This is what his name and his brand is all about creating the beef with Ray Allen when some people are like, yeah, man, it's a business decision. You would have done what he did. You did that same thing when you went to Boston. So the rivalry with um, with Miami um, and just some, some of the battles that he had with all those great power forwards as he was coming up in the league with Dirk and Tim Duncan and Zach Randolph, Elton Brand. So this is these type of situations are what he lives for. To the point that we saw it at the All-Star game where if it wasn't for that picture that they took behind the scenes in yeah. Cleveland, we would have assumed that, look at this, he's been retired for how long? He can't even look at Ray Allen. Some people eat that up. Some people think, come on, but it, it, that that's him. So at least he's being true to his himself. So riddle me this. Let, let me create a very unrealistic hypothetical and pose it to you, Dominic. <laughs> so say Kevin Garnett's still playing. He's playing for the Celtics. And last night he's playing... Philly or no Brooklyn because mm -hmm. Ben's there does he play in the game and just go on any other night or does he sit on the bench and straight up trash talk Ben the whole time I feel like what's more effective for him for KG um so if he's still playing I'm gonna take it realistic he's super old I think he would trash talk honestly right but he's gonna trash talk on the court and then there's off the court too so Ben's not on the court Say his only mm. job is for you to mess with Ben Simmons, not just today, but for the future too. Is that done more effectively away from the, on the court or off the on court? On the court. You think so? Because, I mean, I, I thought when Adrian was listing off all the beefs that he had, there's one that always sticks in my mind, and it's the Honey Nut Cheerios one with Carmelo Anthony. What? You didn't hear about that? I, I've forgotten, KG's, clearly. KG said some a lot of uh, super inappropriate and yeah. super 
past the line things on the court. Really, really um, bad. To other teams. And it's one of those See, the situations. Type of guy that are, is, he is the type of guy that would look through the bios beforehand and figure out your kid, the kids' I names. think he even told, I think it was Tim Duncan, like his mom passed away, and he told Tim Duncan Happy Mother's Day. And That's Char- pretty brutal. And Charlie Villanueva, how he looked like a cancer patient. Yeah. Oh, um, So, yeah, there's a lot of things. Basically, KG is one of those, it, he's the bully until the bully walks into the room type of vibes. Um, but I will say that, so in terms of if he was playing in this situation, I do think he would have tried to start something. Um, yeah. I think he's that belief that that's that you know that's an advantage and that's a certain pathway you can. He's take. a guy that can that can rise above the chaos and succeed, and not everybody can do that. They'll get caught up in the in the winds of it. But the thing that I think took people off guard, and the thing that a lot of people wanted to see outside of the spectacle that was how Philly was going to treat Ben Simmons, was how both of these teams were going to react to the fact that like yo, this is a thing because leading up to this. KD, Kyrie, super, super understanding and saying all the right things, even Mm -hmm. James Harden from his perspective. But as soon as that game started, as soon as they stepped on the court, as a matter of fact, I noticed right off the bat, James and Kyrie didn't say anything pregame. KD didn't say anything. Even Andre Drummond and Joel Embiid, obviously KD and Joel had a history. So to me, if if KG were to say something, it really surprised me because a lot of people – have criticized KD in in certain moments of his career Mm -hmm. of like, hey, man, not only are you the best player, but you need to vocalize that. You need to step up for your team. Um, And whether it's... He's just not that personality. But but he's become... I think the Warriors and how he was treated in Mm -hmm. that whole scenario kind of toughened him up because yesterday... He wanted all the smoke, and Reggie Miller said it best, too. KD wants all the smoke when the smoke fits him. Though he, no, but it, he, it, he, it was brought to him last right. night. But when, it's but not when, just Twitter. when I have won and when I am the one in the victor's chair, I'm ready to hold court yeah. just like anybody else is. No, I'm going to be spitting my hot takes. I'm going to be throwing my zingers. I'm going to be the most confident person in the room. But I disagree because throughout all this and obviously social media, he, he said it throughout the good when he was viewed as like, he's not LeBron. He's staying with the Thunder. And when he went to the war and he's like, how could you be a cupcake and blah, 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 blah. He's kept that same energy, and when the instances have happened on the court, he's brought it. And I was going to say, Reggie Miller said it best. Like, KD is going to defend himself and be like, yo, I'm one of the best players in Mm -hmm. the world. You are not going to punk us out. You are not. You come at Ben, you're coming at us. And that type of philosophy was something that he's definitely learned, and it's understandable how he got it when you become the villain. You treat things differently. Ask LeBron in 2011. Ben Simmons a bigger villain now than what LeBron was in 2010. No, absolutely not. I see, mm-hmm. I, really? No, because, and, and if anything, like, Philly, that was so embarrassing last night. Like, you're you're a team that has almost made an NBA Finals. For this to be the hardest ticket to get in Sixers, uh, in for Sixers games in the past decade, which is what they said on TNT, where it's $200. Don't all your runs on hatred. We all yeah, know this. Like yeah. for, to, to get tickets up top for 2000 the lower bowl 4000 to boo some dude in the lower bowl, like... What do you? T- what is this? That's they all broke their phones in the parking lot earlier on the during the pregame. They gotta yell into the void somewhere, and they can't get on Twitter. Like this, this is a team that's almost won an NBA Finals. Like this is when? a legacy franchise. What do you mean when Toronto won? When Kawhi made that shot that bounced so on the rim like fifteen before times before they went to the finals. Yes, yeah, that's so, not so an they, almost for me. You didn't get to the finals. The There's Eastern, no almost. It's the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay, they won games. They were they were a bounce away from making it. Yep. It, regardless, they've still had so many times in the playoffs, like for them to just randomly get up. But like the Cavs, you can realize it. 
They were ass for five years since LeBron left. Mm-hmm. Of course they want to show up when he returns. That's their only time they're going to be on TV. It was the only time. Like, Philly, you're a legacy franchise. And for you guys to show up and ending up having to boo your own team more than you booed well, Ben Simmons more is hilarious. offensively, you turn in that performance. Right? Yeah. That game was crap, wasn't it? Like, compared for all the hype that was leading up to it, uh, Philly didn't show up, right? It, it wasn't. I mean, it, James Harden clearly had a great time last night. He thought he put in the work. And I have no problem with guys going out after the games. They got lives. They got things to do. Life is bigger than results that you get at work. But they got their ass kicked, didn't they? Yeah, and this is this is what we talked about when the trade happened. That playoff Harden made an appearance because it was a big game. And make no mistake about it, Philadelphia fans, you can be like, oh, it's just the regular the season, blah, 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 blah. No, this was a big game. This was the first game in the regular season in the NBA that had playoff implications and that playoff atmosphere. But And look, the performances, the thing is, of course, some players can make more shots. Sure, James Harden isn't going to go three for seventeen again. Oh, although game he's, seven, he might. Although he's done it four Make or five times. Okay, yeah, he, yeah, he's done it in his career. <gasps> but some of the adjustments and like some of the things in the approach that they took, yo, Philly, you have no more depth. You gave it to Brooklyn. Steph Curry, Ben Simmons wasn't even playing. Seth Curry was over there. He scored twenty six, and it wasn't just him in the three point line. Andre Drummond had Joel, and they were both going at it. I think like, Joel Embiid is, is the problem. closest comparable to Kevin Garnett that we have in today's NBA. In terms of a personality, he has beef with everyone. Well, uh, and he's mean. He's a staunch defender. He can score on in ways that most people can't. He's just. He, he has a skill set for somebody his size that most people don't have. And that was kind of Kevin saying he could do everything, but he would shape himself around what the team would need it. Yeah, and that's most of the time true. that called for, I'm going to defend the hell out of you. The, two, the two-way player thing, um, definitely he has that with KG. Whereas I think personality-wise, Draymond in terms of vocally, but as a player, yeah. Joel's a better two-way player. And Joel, listen, man, he went to the free throw line in the first quarter like 16 times. His average... Uh, for the season is 12 free throw attempts per game. That fool went to the free throw line 16 times. He got the Nets in foul trouble. And what was the How score at the end of the first quarter? regulations to lessen the trips to the line, right? <laughs> yeah, like it was 40 to 23 at the end of the first quarter. Like it, it, it's not a good look. And Sixers, another thing I'm going to say real quick is for you guys to try to double team KD at the top of the key makes no sense. KD is seven foot one. You're sending defenders at him and he can see the entire court. He, your double teams, he's just going to pass it to the direction that you're getting at. Yeah, and if this is the philosophy, Doc Rivers, like, it needs to change because you guys are going to get killed. Getting killed. I need to hang out the seven-footer out to dry like that. Even though he's not <laughs> his peak 35 energy. Was he number six now or something? Yeah, number six. And that's he's the worst. Best, best maybe listen. that's why we can't find success anymore, Kevin. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, maybe it's a coincidence. Maybe it's the direct line. But I do know that we have some breaking news that I'd like to share with everyone because we are the home of the Dodgers on 1140 The Bet. All breaking news is sponsored by BetQL. Smarter Bet, start with BetQL, download the BetQL app, or visit BetQL.com today. Los Angeles Dodgers agree to a one-year deal with pitcher Clayton Kershaw. So he's not He's coming back. He's not going to Texas. He's not going to Texas. We all have kind of been speculating that maybe he wanted to explore playing in his home state. He was able to win a World Series there a couple years ago, but... It is not the case. He returns on a one-year deal to the Los Angeles Dodgers pitcher Clayton Kershaw. I don't have the actual parameters in front of me, but I do know that the jerseys will still be selling with the same colors that they were. No word on Freddie Freeman yet. But I have so many words 
about Jack Eichel and what went down last night. We need a big-ass segment to really unpack everything. And that's why it's next. Love and for the bet. No role models with a Z. Could not be more on brand for the playmakers <laughs> today. Uh, Lindsey Brown, Ad- or Adrian Hernandez, Dominic Lavoie, all in studio, closing out the week. Um, I know that there's a Golden Knights game today. Yes. There's, they're going to be starting things in less than an hour. I'm not ready to move on from Buffalo yet. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm really not. Because, like, today's game, like, I'm not really expecting a lot of positivity. I'm not either. I, I, Dominic, I, honestly, this team is lost. Yeah. This Golden Knights team is 100% lost right now. And the thing is, is that the answer's in the room. Mm-hmm. It is 100% in the room. But the problem is a lot of our answers are in the room here in Vegas and not in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And when you have so much talent out of the lineup, you can't rely on the same energy sources that you usually do, right? Mm-mm. I'm not going to score these highlight reel goals at will because I don't have all my, all my brosifs to go to the party with. The fact that it took nine and a half minutes for the Golden Knights to register a shot on goal in Buffalo last night. Pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. I'm honestly, I found myself cheering for Peyton Krebs making the most Mark Stone-esque play of all time. I'm going to hustle, out-hustle all the people on the ice. I'm going to split the middle, and I'm going to tip it against the grain. And I'm going to take two penalties after the fact. And one of them, everybody was offended by it, was one of the best penalties I've seen taken mm-hmm. all year. Because he busted ass to the far side on a two-on-one, broke it up, and then guy fell down on the boards. That's a good penalty to take. I was pumped when Alex Tuck scored that empty netter because you saw how excited he yeah. was and how much that game meant to those Sabres players from the minute that puck dropped. Mm-hmm. Could not tell if the Golden Knights had a pulse last night. Honestly. And... Seems like a theme. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, too, the the best way that I can find to really put a damper on any sort of positivity for the Golden Knights right now, give them early power plays. By all means, give them the man advantage. Honestly, I'm at this point. Can we decline? I've made this joke before. Many people have. But seriously, because we have to remember that power plays are not just about scoring goals. That's That's like the, the ultimate result, but you have to pay the price to get there. It's yeah. about maintaining and generating momentum. And the Golden Knights can't even gain a zone. They couldn't set up the power play last night, Dominic. Let's just look at some of these names that are on our power play, shall we? I mean, because it's just a bunch of bums. 67, Max Patrick. He doesn't score any goals. It's not like he's one of the best shooters in the league, right? I know he's coming Mm -hmm. back from injury, but I'm sure him standing at the same spot every time that he has for his entire life is probably not rusted out of his game. No. Jack Eichel had a few reasons to be inspired last night. Uh, Jonathan Marchessault took one of the most horrendous penalties I've seen in a hot minute. Really reverted back to Jonathan Marchessault that I saw when I arrived here in Vegas in year three, not Jonathan Marchessault with an A on his jersey in year five. Mm-hmm. Getting Dodonov. He's like our leading goal scorer right now. A week ago, he wasn't. Um, we're not scoring a lot of goals in, in general. And then like Shea Theodore. Like those are high level names. I don't care if we got 10,000 people out of our lineup like the Mark Stones and the Riley Smiths and the Robin Leonard. Like, Laurent Brossois was fine last night. Yeah. Our goalies have been fine. Our goalies have been great. Our goalies have arguably been better this year than they have previously. 
Someone needs to step up. Yeah. Well, and it needs to not be Alex Petrangelo because he steps yeah. up too much. This guy skates 41% of ice time right now, Dominic. Mm-hmm. 41%. Great news. He has a career high in takeaways. Yeah. But you know what? He has the lowest points per 60 minutes till, since 2015. He also has the lowest goals since 20, 2015. He also has his lowest shooting percentage since 2015. Do you want to know what his shooting percentage is right now? Hmm. You know what we really love to run the offense? There's Alex Petrangelo. 4.3%. Oh, but don't worry. It's not good. Don't worry. 5.3% of those shots generated rebounds. It's all good. Take those shots from 50 feet away. I'm sure they'll get through. We love it. We love it. Low danger shots. Little willingness to get dirt into the dirty areas for rebounds. That is the name of this team right now. And just kind of loop back to that, that Marcius O penalty. You take a tough hit in the corner. We've all been there. We've all been mm-hmm. at the bad end of a missed call. It's four minutes left in the game. I don't care how frustrated you are. You don't go in front of the ref and chop the guy in the back of the leg. Literally going for the calf chop. You know, oh, I'm surprised. They go on the power play, they score, and it's done. Gold Knights are 0 for 4 on the power play. Last night, as I said, it's not exactly the most potent of offenses. And then on top of all of this... You have these post-game comments after the fact with Jack Eichel. This is about the loudest I've heard this place ever. <laughs> really? After after uh, it only took seven years of me leaving for them to uh, get into the game. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was mixed. Uh, you know, it was a nice tribute, and uh, you know, um, there was plenty of people here that were supporting me, and there was plenty of people here that were booing me. So uh, they must just be booing me because they wish I was still here. I don't know. Um, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I'm not the first guy to deal with it, so just move on. And, uh, yeah, it was a tough game. You know, give them credit. They played hard. Mercilessly booed. Yeah. And you know what? We forget that Jack Eichel requested a trade before the injury happened. Mm-hmm. And I am on the side of people's autonomy. Let me just say that first and foremost, just as a woman. I'm a huge fan of being in control of my own body. <laughs> I'm a huge freaking fan. <laughs> and so it's not about the surgery for me with Jack. It's about attitude. I've known Jack, but not really for for a while. He and I ran in some circles back in the East Coast back in the day. Been to a couple of war dinners that we shared names with. Um, This is a guy who is very confident in himself. And I'm guessing that he was really looking forward to scoring a goal last night and hopefully getting a win. But I'm going to go on a limb and say he just wanted to score a goal. 100%. Because Jack Eichel's in his process of learning leadership, right, Adrian, as we talked about earlier in this week, Leadership is a learning process. We don't walk out with the right things to say and the right things to do. Or just based on how talented you are. Correct. Mm -hmm. And it's harmless what he says after the game. But it says to me that we aren't in the right mindset right now. No. Because right now, we're letting the talking with our mouths do it. Not our play. Not the scoreboard. That's what Buffalo was willing Mm -hmm. to do. That's what Buffalo came to work to do. After Peyton Krebs scored, you could see how visceral a reaction it was throughout that entire arena that had butts and seats unforeseen previously this season. And and how that's going to morph. Like, a big seed was planted for Buffalo last night. And it's going to be a hell of a flower. And I'm going to tell you right now, Alex Tuck is going to be the captain of that team. I said this, I said this when he, they made that trade. And Mike McKenna, who you can find a, a very expansive conversation on the Nightcap feed earlier this week, podcast on the Odyssey app. He was like, no way. Tucky doesn't have it in him. When I, when I kind of posed that question to him a, a few weeks back. 
Like, I, it's fine, Mike. It's your opinion. Alex Tuck is a guy that wants to be in Buffalo. First and yeah. foremost, that puts you at the front of the line. Second of all, the way that he talked about his time in Vegas, the way that he talked about the notes that he took away from Marc-Andre Fleury, from, from, from Mr. Foley, from everybody involved in that organization, that is somebody who's very aware. Mm-hmm. That is somebody who understands what leadership is. And he's never had a damn Sienna's jersey, has he? No. Jack Eichel has. And I guarantee you that those comments last night were not well-received by the brass. Because there's no reason for you to invite more right now. Maybe it is. Maybe it is a good thing because there was no emotion out there last night. Alex Petrangelo was saying the same thing uh, in between the first and second period because last night was the first time I watched a Golden Knights road game because it was exclusively on ESPN+. My ass doesn't have cable. I'm not paying for it. Um, he said that they weren't engaged. There weren't any emotions. So maybe this is something to stir it up. But I doubt it. Because well-channeled emotion is intentional. Right? Marcia So's outburst, that penalty, that, that ain't intentional. That is straight up, in the moment, brash yeah. energy. Jack Eichel's response, or, or that particular response, brash energy. We don't we need brash energy, but we need consistent energy. We need working energy. We need pissed off energy at ourselves yeah. rather than the people that are booing us. And he's right, he's not the first person to deal with it. But as I mentioned earlier, the names that we have on that power play, there's no excuse other than the fact that, oh, we're playing a lot of minutes because no everybody else is out. Well, you're supposed to be a transcendental talent, are you not? Mm-hmm. Why aren't we playing better five on five? Are we not being more efficient? Why do we have to play these guys the same minutes? Last time I checked in the first half of that game, the only name I was hearing through the announcers was uh, Will Carrier and Keegan Golsar. That can't happen. Ray Sherrill was saying to himself, if you're hearing Will Carrier's name being the top offensive guy, you're not having a good time. Yeah. Literally, Ray Sherrill was like saying all the things that usually I talk about, like stopping very quickly inside the blue line and the puck being turned right back out and getting broken out. That was li- That is literally the, the Achilles heel of this power play is their apprehension. They're running into the ghosts of Braden McNabb on every other team. They're like, I can't take it that deep myself. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed. I'm not ready for it. That's what we brought Jack Eichel in to do. I know he's not 100%. But everybody else around him seems to be, otherwise they wouldn't be out there, right? Yeah. I know that Max Petri is working himself back into it. But I, I just... I took a bunch of these notes, and I am not going to be able to share all of them with all, everybody here. But it's just some of the regression that we're seeing from the top guys on this team is very alarming. Is very alarming. And I know you could say, well, it's because of all these ins and outs of the lineup. What did you say about the first year? Is this expectation, is this weight of expectation crushing it to death finally? Are we finally seeing a team that is going to fail here? I think we're seeing – the true people Vegas picked in year one, yeah. the ones that are left at yeah. least. Missing the playoffs is a failure, yeah. people. It is 100% a failure because anything less than a Stanley Cup is a failure. Now we've changed that conversation already. There's only so many games left. Mm-hmm. And we already got one, another one today on the docket against the freaking Pittsburgh Penguins. You know who their leading scorer is? Not Crosby, not Malkin, freaking Jake Gensel. Like, they got people come out of their ears, and we had a lucky game against them last time. Jack yeah. Eichel had his first goal or whatever. We had that breakaway. But I just, thank goodness they lose in bunches too. I mean, you got to hope that that they show up a little lethargic because we're coming off a of back-to-back. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, 
I'm not inspired by the energy last night, so I'm not anticipating inspiring energy for tonight's game. Sorry to be negative, but this hockey team sucks. I think it's more being realistic than negative. That's just how Glass I Glass half it. full or empty, there's water in it. Yeah. That's how I look at it. There's water in it. It's there. Peyton Krebs is going to be a hell of a player. I've, I said that as soon as he got drafted. I mean, I, well, knew, I, it was, we, I knew he was a steal. And I do the trade again. I, the, the trade is made. I'm like, it's fine. I wasn't a huge fan of it initially, but, but it is what it is. Yeah. This might not be the year. And the problem is, if this isn't the year, when is? It, the year might have been two years ago. The year might have mm-hmm. been last year, like when we lost to Montreal. And that's the scary thing about sports and what we're kind of learning as a, as a hockey community here because there's been nothing but success, at least in, in terms of do you make the playoffs or not. But we, don't, we know that there's a basement. We know that there's the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you're actually there, it's different than the descent, yeah. the disappointing descent. That is where we are right now with this Golden Knights team. And until we see otherwise, but until we see some answers within that room, until we see a couple of fights that actually are worth a damn, Instead I don't really care if Keegan Colsar drops the mitts and, and, and punches somebody while they're down when we can't even make a tape-to-tape pass and, and maintain a zone. What is this going to inspire us to do? Run around in circles more? Like, honestly, this team needs direction. This needs something. And this is where I start looking. So, Coach, any thoughts? Want to talk about some deep dive notes that I'll probably bring out for next week about the long, winding history of Pete DeBoer in year three? Let me tell you about how many times history has repeated itself. You want to talk about a galvanizing leader? It's not Pete DeBoer. And that's okay because if it's in the locker room, that's fine. I don't think it's in the locker room right now either. Mm-mm. So, directionless we go. Just spinning into the ether, into the abyss, and on to our next segment. We're going to talk about some NFL updates because, you know, that Khalil Mack trade went down. I'm sure that's going to come back to haunt us as well. I'm for the bet. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. into your tribe whether you found us or accidentally happened upon us we will take you in regardless welcome back playmakers we are definitely on the mend but we are here we're not here to cut corners although days off are necessary sometimes i don't want to be one of those people work by all costs we have to so right? millennial right you yeah. little relax relaxation but that's what Tomorrow and Sunday are four, right? This is true. This is true, although I'll probably end up working this weekend because it's just we're in the seasons, and so there really are no days off. And 
in our day off yesterday, uh, in addition to like baseball coming back and the Golden Knights pooping their pants, <laughs> um, we also had some more NFL news come out as if there wasn't enough already this week. Yes, we had Russell Wilson traded. Yes, we had Carson Wentz traded. Now, the gift that keeps on giving to Raider Nation, Khalil <laughs> Mack. He's coming back to the AFC West, people! Yeah! He got traded to the Chargers. Yeah, he... I tell you what, my take on the on the cautiously pessimistic gets better and better day by day, Adrian. Yeah, he ain't coming back to this this division with a Raiders jersey. Certainly not. Um, so the Chargers are sending a 2022 second round pick, a 2023 sixth round pick to the Bears for Khalil Mack. That's Is he coming all off an injury too? Uh, no, not that I believe, just okay. the injury of having to play on the Bears, basically. <laughs> yeah, I thought he got hurt in the last couple of years, but I could be mistaken because my memories do tend to blend. But am I am I the only one that's kind of surprised that it only took a second-round pick, a 2023 sixth-rounder for him? No, it's, it's, I'm surprised too. it's very it's shocking. Kinda, it's fleecing, right? It's a, no, yeah. it's a no-brainer. Yeah, this is just like a blanket you buy out of any gas station. But this it, is straight fleece. It is the Bears, though. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't hate so. it. I don't hate it. Like, as a Vikings fan, I'm like, I mean, again, sometimes you accidentally bump into success. The Bears don't do that. <laughs> Ever. Ever. I will say, though, by them getting rid of Khalil, they now have $120 million in cap space. Wow. With so, all the talent to recruit you yeah. know, in that yeah. room. So they're, so they're clearing out space. And, and, and like you said, Russell Wilson and Drake to Justin the Broncos. Fields. <laughs> I mean, hey, he's he's decent. But if you're Russell Wilson, right, he's like, let me get away from Joey Bosa and Aaron Donald and Chandler Jones. And now he's like, oh, I have to play his other brother and Max Crosby. Oh, and Khalil Mack now. Yeah, Mad Max. Mad Max, he gets gets a deal done today as well. The spirit, emotional leader, and just overall best player for the Raiders. Very much deserving of this contract. Um, Very... um, cyclical almost two years to the day mm-hmm. max crosby checked himself into a rehab for alcoholism and today he's signing a multi-year extension with the team yes. four years 98.98 million that ain't a coincidence either <laughs> with 95 million in new money 53 million dollar and guaranteed i'm reading this from you know the most moral of beacons adam schefter your boy that guy can literally <laughs> dig himself a hole I hate what all of it, like that tweet he put out about Deshaun Watson earlier today, who was not uh, charged with any criminal charges for any of the things that were going down There's in Houston. There's too much happening Well, in we'll the have NFL. Deshaun Watson on an <laughs> yeah. NFL team and by the end of the weekend, people. And just to rem- remind everyone, when you are talking about sexual assault or your reaction to it, like on social media, just a reminder, or just in your everyday conversation, people can hear you. People who may or may not have reported their sexual assault experiences to others will we'll hear you so let me just put that in everybody's brain because apparently now that he has been cleared out of those charges well cl- no, he's done nothing wrong he's done nothing oh wrong. yeah no the trade market's gonna ramp up mm-hmm. like you said it's it's almost as if it didn't even happen didn't it was just happen. a placeholder and since we are talking about all these terrible things uh with Except, random well not the max crosby extension i'm a huge fan yeah, of that well the other two you, stories we've done awful when you talk about Deshaun Watson, uh, a little breaking news brought to you by BetQL. Oh, BetQL.com. And, yeah. and our, we are the home of the Dodgers. Major League Baseball did announce Trevor Bauer is officially placed on administrative leave um, with the season being brought up. It was kind of, you know, they had to get that business out the way. Yeah. Um, back to football, though. The craziest thing about this deal with Khalil Mack is that next year, 
Justin Herbert and Khalil Mack, excuse me, this year combined, their contracts combined, are still going to cost the Chargers less uh, less than Carson Wentz is going to um, affect the <laughs> commanders. They're going to be paying for Khalil Mack and Justin Herbert and save $3 million more than what Washington's going to pay Carson Wentz. And for the Chargers, like... It's cool, the effect of... This is a money move for the Chargers. This is a straight (laughs) money move. No, and honestly, like, the Chargers coming into into this this offseason, they had about 60 mil in cap space. Even with this move and signing Mike Williams, they still have the fifth most cap space available. And the Chargers are adding an elite defensive player in Mac, And uh, they need him because they were one of the worst teams in rushing defense. They are allowed almost 140 yards per game on the ground. And then on third downs, you might as well just say, up. Move the chain. No, they were the worst, the worst in the league in third downs. Twenty six overall in defense, according to Football Outsiders, and also um, Stanley, their head coach. Uh, he has Staley, excuse me. He has a close relationship with Mac. Uh, they used to they spent two seasons together in Chicago. Uh, Staley, Brandon Staley, was actually his position coach. So I mean, this is the type of moves. And the type of imprint, because this is the first offseason that Brandon Staley's had. This is Staley's a perfect had. response move to the Russell Wilson trade. And no, that's 100%. What we were, that's what we were asking. Like, what's the move? Because people are either going to respond. Well, they're, they're going to respond, but it's either going to be in a positive or a negative way. I'm going to see this as a challenge, and I'm going to rise to it. Or I'm going to start to take a step back, because I know that this ain't the fight that I'm meant to be in. Chargers say, I raise. And, it, and it's important to me and cool to see that Brandon Staley, this is the only second time that the Chargers GM has actually traded for a player um, that's older with draft picks. He's not used to this. And Khalil Mack's turning 31 years old. Yep. Um, so this is the second time. So a complete change of team-building philosophy for them. Makes and sense with Staley's uh, just mindset when it comes to analytics and stuff, though, too. He, he sticks to his process and his algorithms, whatever they are. Yeah, 100%. And, like, a lot of people, and I remember we talked about this when they lost the game to the Raiders in the greatest end-of-the-season yeah, game it, what ever. what was the decision that he punted when he wasn't supposed no, to? No, he called, he called a timeout with the field call goal Called a timeout, kick. that's right, but because that, instead of going for the tie. Yeah, and that all this conversation mm-hmm. about him going for it on fourth and third down mm-hmm. and the way he uses that, like, no, this dude came in. To the Chargers as a defensive coordinator. The Chargers are now. Yeah, but I'm saying like like he came in also as like a defensive minded player. Mm -hmm. So those are that that's the the effect that he's going to have on this team and kind of putting his input. So it's kind of scary if you're a Raiders fan because they're not done. This is like their hey we're here we signed our guy and now we got some defense. This is this is Hunter Renfro nightmare stuff. No, honestly, this is this is taking out the the first and second layer. Like this is a huge. Huge problem. You got to hope that like Tyron Matthews signs somewhere else out of the out of the the division too. No, hopefully. And I will say with the Raiders too. You brought up uh, Max Crosby getting re-signed um, yesterday. They did cut Corey Littleton. Yep, uh, saving them. 11. Alex Engel or Alec Engel got let go too, right? Yeah, he got let go. He's not re-signing. Uh, they restructured the con- uh, contracts. Uh, their left tackle Colton Miller, Kenyon Drake's contract re-signed. So basically. They created $25 million in cap space. Just a heads up, Raiders. No big deal but with everything that we're talking about and everything that happens. I might want to bolster up that offensive line. Wait, is that necessary? I don't know if that's necessary. We got to call Joe Burrow and ask. And then after we call him, we're going to call Patrick Mahomes and ask him. And we're yeah, going to call see. every Vikings quarterback <laughs> for the past 15 years and ask them. 
Yeah, no, you're. Who do we get if we need offensive line? Who's out there? You know? uh, t- uh, Trent, is it Trent Brown? Maybe Orlando Brown. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Trent Brown isn't gonna sign. No, here. you mean it's, it's Orlando Brown. I think me. Orlando Brown was uh, <laughs> franchise tagged by the Chiefs, was he not? Oh, you told me that earlier so this week. So we we they have problems because Orlando Brown's the Baltimore Ravens guy that we talked about that wanted to be on and the left side. And he did get franchise tagged. Yeah. You're correct. So yeah, so gosh, I'm good at this. They are going to have to look at some free agents um, and figure something out. Or make a out. trade. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, one yeah. of the two. All They're of a sudden, need we're, we're talking about offensive linemen trade markets. Wolf. Yeah, I don't know. Wolf. Gather, I I'm wasn't an ex- expert in the trenches. Yeah, I was Call me wasn't... the pancake master. <laughs> Uh, pancakes are kind of overrated. I ha- what? <laughs> yeah, they're kind of just like... I mean, like if you have to pick fancy breakfast, bread. breakfast um, pastries when it comes to putting syrup on it, they're in third place. If you're talking about waffles, French toast, and pancakes, I agree with you. Breakfast pastries overrated general. Get, like the whole uh, genre. You're fired. It's toast. Rick, give Dominic, me a toast have you ever run a board before? Uh, no. But just, I think I can Bro, learn. It's just a couple What's buttons. first, second, third place? First, second, third place, you got waffles, French toast, pancakes. Oh my god! I'll do, I guess I'll do waffles first if I have to. I guess you're not the right um, person. To ask Dominic. Waffles, pancakes, French toast. Um, French toast is number one for me. Why? Always. I love like the cinnamon taste with it and like okay. a little hint, like basing it in eggs. Unreal. Hockey. Fans. And then, um, Why you turn your mic off. <laughs> and then I would honestly say like second switches, but it's usually pancakes and second for me. Really? It, it's usually pancakes, and then waffles is a close third. I have a waffle maker back home in Minnesota, like the ones you'd find in the hotel that flip. I got one. Oh, I just bought God, one. I miss it so much. Grandma, will you send it to me? But not really, because I know the shipping would be hellacious. No, I'm going to buy you one for your French birthday. French toast, though? Dude. Dude. In Top all of tier. its forms, there is no bad form. But It's a, it's a great th- rap song, too. Yeah. Anyway. All the forms? No, all French the time, toast. Even the... Uh, I don't even know any of the tax forms. It's tax season. What are the forms? No one knows. The W-2s. The W-2s. I need my uncle. Someone send help. Another hour of the Playmakers on the way. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.